Welcome, welcome, Leafs Nation postgame. Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick here, perched above the ice at Scotiabank Arena, breaking down what is a 5-3 Leafs loss to the Lightning in game two. The series now knotted up at ones. Gord, we will, we will start with the good. There's plenty of bad to pick at from this game, but we'll start with the positive here. You love the pushback. You, you saw from the Leafs late in this one. Uh, they, they get the 5-2 goal. All of a sudden, ooh, it's 5-3, and then they're, pu they're pushing, pushing, pushing uh, with the man advantage and the goaltender out there, unable to get it done. But I think it's very important, one, for the psyche of the team and honestly probably more so for the psyche of the fan base to not have this be the stinker it was kind of shaping up to be. And not that this team laid an egg, but it was just the lightning took it to you. You're looking at what could have been a 5-1 loss here and uh, definitely feeling much better about it and much more respectful with 5-3 uh, being the final. Well, you know, what a weird ending in that nobody left. They're down 5-1. That's right. Uh, the crowd was pumped, jacked, and you know what? The team, because for a while it looked like they were playing to run the clock out. Yep. Uh, they almost were doing the uh, overhandling the puck on the power play, and they yep. weren't on a power play. But there was a constructiveness to it, just about let's end this on a high note. And boy, oh boy, did they end it on a high note. And the crowd chanting and, and uh, hey, got to 5-3, got the penalty, had the goaltender pulled. So I thought, Brent, that was a really good positive to leave game two and head to Tampa Bay for game number three because up till then, our pregame show, we're just talking in between the two days. What could be the worst kind of game two? That was it, 5-1. Yeah. Just the fact that you, you you didn't capitalize early. You gave Tampa, Tampa Bay got a goal with three seconds left in the first period, the first goal of the game, which was a killer. It unleashed the hounds, the Tampa Bay Lightning. And, okay, got to stay on the penalty box. Got to stay on the penalty box. Okay, game one's not going to repeat itself. This is a power play Tampa Bay's was that was the hottest power play in the NHL the last 10 games of the regular season. So uh, I, I think a lot of kind of balancing back that, okay, okay, game one, that exceptionalness is over. But you know what? At the end, the Maple Leafs showed that this is a very different team uh, so far after two games in the playoffs than other years. Yeah, there, there are definitely other years where it's 5-1, it's late, and, and the team could easily just kind of fold, and you didn't. You didn't see that happen tonight. You know, you mentioned staying out of the box, and there, there is definitely some undisciplined penalties, I will say, because I have to say it. You know, I think there was an unevenness in the whistle tonight, and look, that's okay. Some nights you were not going to have it. The Leafs got a pretty good whistle in the first game of this series. They were able to take advantage. I'd argue Tampa got a pretty good whistle in the second game, and they were able to take advantage. But the thing is, is, you know, we're sitting here, and at one point in time, it looked like this was going to be a 5-1 beatdown here. And you think about just a couple minutes or a couple of, you know, flashpoint moments where the game could have been oh so different. If Victor Hedman isn't left all alone with three seconds left in the period, you're you're heading into the second period. It's knotted up at zeros. You know, our, our producer who will get on a little later, Sammy McKee, he made the great point that, you know, there was the moment Lilligren got robbed in, in the second period there. If, if he gets that pass Vasilevsky, all of a sudden you're looking at a 2-2 game and you feel completely differently about it. We were talking in the second intermission of, okay, you got to get one. You got to you got to tilt the ice early. And it's not the Leafs who get one. It's Tampa who ends up getting one. And, you know, if the Lightning don't have that, that fifth goal, all of a sudden you're not pushing to pull within one. But but you're pushing for the equalizer. And then who knows? Maybe Tampa's feeling more pressure there. So I think, you know, Tampa was the better team tonight. I'm not going to sit here and take away anything from them in that regard. But I think, again, from the Leafs' perspective, if you if you kind of look at the way game one went, where the Leafs were far, far, far and away the better team, uh, I don't know that the Lightning were as dominant tonight as the Leafs were in game one. Oh, no, no, they weren't. And then the Leafs came back in the third, well, the third period, which uh, Tampa Bay dominated, or excuse me, Leafs dominated, uh, really all three periods of game number one. Second period, 
though you saw Kucherov and Stamkos yep. and, and Point and, you know, all that greatness going on. But the, uh, you know, the, the, the penalties and first the Leafs got the first two minors or, or first two power plays. Uh, too many men on the ice. Tampa Bay, boy, they had way too many men. They had six men on for about 30 it seconds. Like it, yeah. And then after that, you know, Brent, the official gave Pat Maroon the extra minors. So yep. now, you know, he set the gauntlet down, which Wayne Simmons should have been beware of yep. that. OK, he's, he's going to do that. He's not just going to take two people off. If you're going to screw around after the play or take some extra liberties in his mind, he's going to call it. So we had the Kerfoot hold, which was too bad because he scored a great shorthanded <laughs> goal that TJ Brody set up later on. And then Wayne Simmons, who in so many ways played a great game, like so many ways played a great game. I think frustrated that in the first period when the Leafs could have had uh, a few goals, Wayne Simmons probably could have had two. The puck just not able to corral it, not able to stop it from bouncing. But, you know, the one just when, just when the momentum, when the score was cut to 2-1 to one, was really a killer. The later one he took at going at Corey Perry, you could say, okay, well, geez, then the Leafs came back and actually had a chance. But I'm okay with that one. I'm, I'm like, a, like, I'm okay. You need a little bit going out there. It was getting a little bit feisty, a little bit chippy, and he certainly serves a role that way. No, I, I liked all that that you got from Simmons as well. And, yes, the, the one penalty you definitely dislike a, a lot more than the other. And what I'm complaining about the officiating, I don't know that there's any penalty the Leafs took tonight that I go, oh, how can you call that? It's more the other way. But, again, we can we can play that game all day of nitpicking officials because, hey, it's it's an incredibly hard job to do. And, yes, there was stuff to pick at tonight. But, again, that that's not the reason the game uh, ended the, the way it did. You know, I, I will say I was, a, I was wondering the way the third period was going when Hagel gets that early goal and then point scores just a couple minutes later. I'm sitting there going – uh, are they going to – is this going to be an Eric Schalgren night where you say, okay, let's save yeah. Jack's psyche, let's save Jack's legs. But, you know, kudos to Sheldon Keefe. Obviously, it ends up not mattering because they're not able to tie it. And you pull the goalie uh, in the end there. But I, I did think there was a world where we were kind of tracking towards uh, Schalgren coming into this game. Well, and I like the two, the battling, and that included Jack Campbell. He made a heck of a save off Victor Hedman. That one hurt as oh, well. Oh, one right yeah. off the mask, yeah. So that one hurt. Made some big saves. So I think, you know, I like that he battled with the team. I really like the team because – you know, again, like I said, when it was 5-1 and you're thinking, okay, maybe Deshaun come in and is this the end of it? Is it 6-1-7-1? You're going, ay ay ay. Okay, the uh, all of a sudden, because now, you know, it depends how you look at things. Leafs were up one nothing uh, after first game. Now it's split, but now Tampa Bay Lightning have home ice advantage, so you always want to try to get a split on the road in the first two games. And, you know, uh, so you can, you know, look at it quite differently, but I, I, I think you come back to it. And, and this ended with the Maple Leafs on a positive note. Fans appreciating what they're doing. I'm sure they appreciate that the fans, uh, not a lot of buildings would be supporting you like that at, at the end of the game. This isn't the team the first year they made the playoffs and took on the Washington Capitals where it was a novelty and the fans cheered about everything. I mean, this is one that really should have had and the fans should have, should have enjoyed a playoff series win by this point. Yeah, there are there are big-time expectations now. It's not, oh, gee, shucks, we're here. It's, come on, give us a win. I would like to see a, a playoff series win. You know, somebody who, uh, the, you know, I think he's been tremendous through through two games of this series, and, you know, he doesn't get a, he doesn't pick up a goal tonight, but it's it's Austin Matthews. You know, he sets up the bunting goal with his great play. I believe it was Hedman. He goes in there and, and separates man from puck. Marner, Marner ends up set, setting up bunting, but, you know, I think, obviously, Matthews is always going to wow us with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven skill plays again. 
game when he gets a chance to unleash that shot. It's oh so special. But I think the thing that maybe has been a little different, and we've seen this at times this year, but it's clear to me that he's making it a point for this to be part of his game is the physicality in the playoffs. Austin Matthews is a big, strong man. He's an ox. And I think he won. It took him a little while in his pro career to kind of figure that out. But you can see in this series, there were a few times that you just notice him just going out of his way to take the body. And I think that's a really good sign for, for a guy who, again, I, you want him to score. You need him to produce. But if he's going to do all this other stuff too, it just kind of highlights how complete a player he's become. Well, and this is a big difference in, in how the Leafs really dominated the full game in game number one, except for that Stamkos miss that unbelievable. <laughs> believable that he missed it but otherwise there weren't a lot of chances for for Tampa Bay and this one yeah there were a lot of those moments and when it was 1-1 he made a phenomenal defensive back check yeah phenomenal back check did Austin Matthews and then all of a sudden Corey Perry gets loose and it's 2-1 and then the other goal you're talking about the the physical play to make make them cough the puck up on on the bunting goal Matthews passing it to Marner like a different kind of role than Austin bunting got to be the sniper in that particular case so yeah like Austin Matthews boy for the both games and Mitch Marner I'm glad he got another goal tonight as well just to get you know get him going after he'd been so ice cold the last couple of playoffs but they've totally totally been on fire yeah, they, they have. And, you know, you mentioned Michael Bunting there. Of course, he gets the, the big goal drawing back into the lineup. And because he's the team guy, he is and just knows what the team needs. He even takes the penalty that allows Alex Kerfoot to go score the, the shorty. And, you know, it's a, I, I, we have got to give TJ Brody a little credit. You know, so often we go, oh, just shoot the puck. You're in all alone. That was tremendous. Uh, that was just tremendous awareness by Brody to realize exactly where he was and who he had with him. And, and honestly, great finish from, from Kerfoot there to sneak it past Vasilevsky. Yeah, that was, that was a neat two-on-one. On a sh- first of all, in a shorthand situation to get a two-on-one. I like that. Like I like they, they they got back to real good habits. They finished the game with exceptionally strong habits in in all facets of the game. Did the Toronto Maple Leafs? And you know, there's different ways you could do it. At one point, when Simmons took the second penalty, you thought it was going to end with the physicality and the feistiness, and you know, may- maybe getting some innings in physical. But but I prefer this rather than losing 6-1 but not going down with a fight physically. Yeah, you would feel uh, much, much better about that. And, hey, uh, got a little bit of both. Got some physical pushback and uh, pushback on the score sheet. Unfortunately, not the result the Leafs want tonight. The series is now knotted up at ones after two games. The Leafs winning the first 5 nothing, and the Lightning winning the second. 5-3 is the final tonight here at Scotiabank Arena. Brent Gunning and Gord Stellick, we will continue to break it down for you on Leafs Nation postgame. Keep on listening on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick here, breaking things down. What is a 5-3 Leafs loss to the Lightning series now? Knotted up at ones after two games here at Scotiabank Arena. The series now shifts to Tampa. I believe it's still Amelie Arena. I think that's what they're still calling it down there. And uh, that's where things will pick back up. The Lightning got a split here. Of course, the Leafs will now go to uh, to look for a split uh, down in Tampa. You know, one one player who uh, I, I really liked his game in game one, but it's always about production when you're paid the way this guy is, is John Tavares. You know, you, you see how noticeable Matthews and Marner are and this is by no means to sit here and say John Tavares has been bad he is holding the team back but when you're the captain of the team and you're played the way you are you know I, I feel like there is another gear that he can find we've certainly seen it from him this year and it feels to me like if there's an area where okay who can be better going forward for game two I, I feel like that's as good a name to circle or for game three that's as good a name to circle as any. 
Yeah, it's a good column in Sportsnet.ca. I don't, I don't know if Luke Fox did it, who did it exactly, but just just different players, mm-hmm. uh, you know, important players in the playoffs, and you know, uh, some were lesser, like Tony D'Angelo, say, with the Carolina yep. Hurricanes, but no question, John Tavares, like you know, being a difference maker. I mean, it's uh, um, he, he doesn't skate or have the same flash as Marner or Matthews do, and he's play, he's playing fine. But you, you know, difference makers, whether it's a Louis Domingue coming in in overtime or it's, you know, somebody just flat out dominating a series for whatever team, uh, you need those. And, and you expect, yeah, like more out of him the next five games. It's great. He's healthy. You remember last time at, at this time, there was just that incredible scare. One of the most sickening moments I've ever witnessed as a, as a spectator, just when he got hit that first two minutes and just the awful, awful feeling. So I'm with you on that. And maybe back in Tampa Bay, maybe, you know, just, you know, pick up and follow suit with Marner and Matthews and get get that uh, and, you know, get Nylander and all those. Just just get that four, four-pronged fire, uh, the offensive fire wagon going. Yeah, who knows? You know, Louis Domingue found his game. Uh, maybe it was courtesy, the, the spicy pork. Maybe we need the spicy pork player of the game, the guy who needs to get it going a, a little <laughs> bit more. Uh, you hear him uh, chortling away behind us. Let's, <laughs> let's bring him in now, our, our producer, Sam McKee. Sammy, what would you, uh, what'd you make it tonight, our, our first night uh, down here? Obviously uh, not quite as exciting as the 5 nothing win in game one, but what would you make it tonight? Yeah, I would – if we had a, been sitting up here talking at 5-1 and the game had ended with a listless finish without sort of what we saw in the, th- I guess, the second half of the third period, I would probably be a little bit more upset. But I, I really did like that pushback that the Leafs had in the, in the, in the third there. And, you know, the, the penalty from Simmons where he kind of cross-checked Perry, you can give and take on it. But I kind of like that he's in there mixing it up with Perry. Perry's on top of the goal. You don't want him in that area. I'm feeling positive heading into game three. Uh, I would be obviously a lot more positive if they had to won the game, but a little bounce here, thing here, thing there. It could have been a different game, so I'm definitely not as upset as I thought I would be after a game two loss for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And keep in mind, last year we were heading, we were feeling really good heading into game five. Mm-hmm. Correct. Right, you know, being I've, up 3-1, uh, and again, that's an anomaly, and, um, and Montreal wasn't or didn't seem like the same kind of opponent about Tampa Bay. We're just saying the same thing, Sammy, about that it, when it was 5-1, if it ended that way, it'd be, ah, oh, my goodness, all that you battle for, home ice advantage isn't there mm-hmm. anymore, and trying to get the edge and, and, and showing that you can uh, beat the two-time Stanley Cup champions, and you kind of lose some of that. And then just by virtue of how they played the last 10 minutes, I mean, that, that, and, and the, the crowd didn't leave. Like, I really thought the crowd would start going when it was 5-1. And maybe there were a few more minutes than they would have started. <laughs> yeah. So it would have started going out. You know, I was starting to get annoyed about the in-house entertainment again. It was like a regular season <laughs> game all of a sudden. You know, and they're just flashing people away. Go, wait a sec. But then all of a sudden, it got cool. They came back, and it got real, and it got focused. Uh- I was, I, the Tampa Stars were stars tonight. You think of, from the net out, you think of Vasilevsky, that save he made on Lilligren, like you guys mentioned. What an unbelievable save that was. He had the whole net to shoot it in. He's kind of lying. He seems down and out, and the big glove comes in there, makes that stop. You look at Hedman, four points, unbelievable. Kucherov, much better tonight. Stamkos, much better tonight. Braden Point, Hagel contributed. I really thought the guys that needed to contribute and bounce back from game one really did tonight. And look. They got a lot of good players. Like, this was never going to be an easy series. You're never going to sweep the Tampa Bay Lightning. You're probably not going to beat them in five unless an idiot like me would pick like that, <laughs> something like that on the radio. I just, I really do think that this this is going to be a battle here, and they, they returned serve. They came back just like Gordo triples tennis. They returned serve. That's well, I, it. I think, I think you <laughs> nailed it there. I mean, Hedman, you know, I think back to one of the games we were here for between these two teams, and Hedman had just two brain cramps late in the game 
complete giveaways, and it kind of gave the game to the Leafs. And I remember thinking, that's the worst game I'm ever going to watch Victor Hedman play. And tonight was the polar opposite that version That pass of that. to Corey Perry. Perfect, right? Unbelievable. From his side of the blue line, snap on the tape. And Corey Perry's not the fleetest of foot. He put him on, couldn't have put it on a pillow better for him who comes in, beats uh, Campbell 5-hole. But, yeah, I... He's a pleasure to watch when he's going. He doesn't really – he's just so smooth. Looks like a guy that's 5'10 skating out there, and he's however big, 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six, he's a monster. So I was impressed with him tonight. I, big I time. think another thing Leafs uh, could glean from this was everything went your way in, in game number one, and I thought when they came back here, um, they stopped overhandling the puck. Yep. I thought early on, like he, we kept saying a few times, like, oh, gee, like the one on the PK when Camp had a chance to get it out and passed it to someone who didn't have a stick. I think it was, I don't know if it was Giordano another time, just not yeah. able to, you know, making the extra pass, yep. who had a shot, led to a goal. I don't know how many of those were that. But again, when Tampa's on their game, um, you don't have a lot of ice anymore. And the ice you had in game number one wasn't there. And I thought the Leafs who were, you're playing a good tempo on that. It just was a case of uh, how often did a guy make the pass and the other person couldn't get a shot away or had a worse place to take the shot. So I thought, I thought when they came back, it started just mean, you know, the hard pressed, smart shots on that, very aggressive, very focused, and not the not the fancy dancy razzmatazz. Yeah, and it did it did kind of feel almost like a tale of two games. You know, you mentioned it in that in that first game, in game one, whatever whatever way they needed to puck, the puck to bounce, it seemed to do that for them. And tonight was the exact opposite. So, you know, I think the lesson I, quite frankly, would take out of that is if there's somewhere between, you know, in the middle of, of puck luck there for, for the next, you know, handful of games in Tampa, I think the Leafs are, are set up pretty well. You know, looking at the lines tonight, obviously, you're not going to touch that top line. Matthews, Bunting, Marner, the way they've been rolling, it's just been incredible. But we know Nylander and Tavares have been split up at different times. Uh, they're, they're split up right now. You know, we talked about getting Tavares is going a little bit. You know, at times Nylander has really looked spry with that camp line. I don't know how noticeable he's been outside of the, the power play in that in that regard. So, I, I don't know, Gordo, would you would you look at potentially putting Nylander and Tavares back together, even though that hasn't necessarily been the magic connection, you know, they would hope this year? Yeah, I mean, Nylander looked like he had remnants of the bad sushi a little mm -hmm. bit at times tonight. We sure he didn't uh, have it today. <laughs> You know, guy looked looked good when they moved lines around. Andre Kasha. Yeah. You know, he got moved down to the fourth line, so that's another option. I'm not answering your question, but I, no. I, I would I would yeah, I would look at that. Yeah. I absolutely would look at that. And that's why I like the fact that Sheldon Keefe has tried so many different options throughout the uh, to throughout the regular season, you know, to get more of a handle on what he what he can do in the playoffs. Yeah. I I really just I don't want to harp on it too much because I know you guys talked about it, but they do need a little bit more from, from John Tavares. And it's it's an easy thing to say, and I don't want to harp on him as a captain. He's been a great captain of the Leafs, but they need him to get a couple couple uh, tucks here in the next couple games to kind of, you know, just give them that, I shouldn't even say secondary scoring because he's an $11 million captain. It shouldn't even be secondary scoring. But the way Matthews and Marner have started here, it almost feels like it could be the inverse of what happened last year, where it's only them going and everybody else is kind of having a, a struggle. So you don't want that kind of trend to start. So you need to get contributions from throughout your lineup. And they did it in game one, but it was today it was that top line and then Kerfoot on the shorthanded play. But I, I really want to see John Tavares get going in the next game. But I know you guys mentioned that, but I just wanted to piggyback off what you are well, saying. Well, and that's, that's the thing. I think I think sometimes people are too quick to be, oh, what is this, 11 million bucks? Where's my 1.3 point? Look, that's not happening, okay? I think we all need to get past that. But he can still be the point-per-game guy that he was uh, dur during the regular season there. You know, I think I think one other thing that you look oh. at, oh, you know what, let's not hear from me. Let's hear from Leafs head coach Sheldon Keefe. Yeah. yeah. I thought they would, you know, that they would play better. That's more of the team that we prepared for. You know, I think it's 
obviously the difference in the game is special teams. You know, at five on five, it's a pretty even hockey game. Um, but their their power play was better, and, and we took too many penalties. What's the greatest challenge for you when so much of the series is special teams? Oh, it's the challenge. You know, first of all, is that the you know, their power play is very good. You know. Um, and that's been a major difference maker for them, and, and it was for them again tonight. But uh, so we got to find a way to kill that, kill those. Obviously, we did that well in game one, and it's a big reason why game one went the way that it did. Uh, didn't didn't go that way for us here today. We gave them too many opportunities. But they score a goal at the end of the first period. It looks like they killed the final 14 seconds, and suddenly it's one nothing. And we get another power play goal where one of your players passes to another one. Doesn't have a stick. We didn't know that guy could never stick. It wasn't a bad play to make. Yeah. And suddenly, those are, those are two of the three power play goals. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh, yeah. That's tough. Uh, you know, I, I thought I thought we took a bit of a breath on that first one there. You know, almost like we thought we were through it, and and they turned on it real quick. And and credit to them, they came real real fast and and uh, took advantage of us there before the end of the period. Yeah, the, the the one with no stick. That's a that is a tough. That's a tough one. When we give them another look at it, that's a a good example and good sign of how you can't give them free looks, can't give them other extra opportunities. But yeah, I thought there were still really good elements to our penalty kill tonight. We just had a couple of bad breaks there and gave them too many, uh, too many looks and you know too many, too many looks. You know, too much time uh, with the puck at our end here tonight. How much of focus is his his discipline? Just knowing how. Yeah, it has to be. I mean, it, it's uh, the refs set the standard, really, right? I mean, you know, they they took one after the whistle, uh, which, which made it pretty clear that they were gonna call it like like that after the whistle, and we didn't do a good job of reading that and and responding to that. I also thought we took at times we took some tough penalties even during the play like you know they they were calling a lot of hold, holding tripping these kind of things and you know those we we've got to do better we got to be more more responsible with that but but we will be and we played like I said we played a good game here today we got off to another good start we were in a good spot as a team um that goal at the end of the first period was tough tough to take but you're still right there and, you know and then uh like I said I think a 5 on 5 it's a fairly even hockey game which is more what we expect. There's not a whole lot between the two teams, and then special teams can make the difference, and for them, they got the edge tonight. How important is that push at the end, looking to game three? That was a really good sign for our, for our team, you know, that uh, they didn't just go away. You know, they didn't, you know we, we made it interesting there at the end and, and uh, liked that the crowd got back into it and, and supported us to the end. Um, you know, I think... It's too big a hole to come back from, you know. But but the fact that we were right there and made it interesting and, and gave us an opportunity to, to look at some things that, you know, uh, such as six on five and things like that, that, you know, you you get a chance to get a look at that and get some reps at it. Um, you know, but obviously we didn't like how we handled that, that third period to give them the, the extra cushion. What did you say to the Matthews line with Bunting rejoining them? I thought they were good. They had some good shifts. That's good opportunities. There was a big goal that they scored for us. Um, you know, Austin earns the puck back for us, and you know, and Mitch Mitch makes a play by the finishes. Uh, they obviously got another one for us there in the third period, so that's really good for their confidence. Uh, 
say anything to him about the kind of penalties he was taking, or, or yeah, well, well, we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll be talking to our entire team because it's not just those ones. Those are obvious, you know, because they're after the whistle and that, but there's even stuff hap- happening during the play and some of the penalties we took that in their own way are undisciplined, you know. So, you know, that's 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 on us. Yet we had power play opportunities early in the game and we didn't make good on them. Um, that could have been a difference in the game there. Uh, so there's a lot of things that happen in a game like this here tonight that make the difference just a little bit one way or the other. And, uh, you know, they got the edge on us here today, so you know, we got to get, get out on the road and get a win. You know, when you take confidence, during um, the season, you guys left losses behind fairly quickly. Can that still apply in the playoffs against a team such as Tampa to, to turn this around a bit for game three, do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think we just got to take confidence in the things that we did well, the fact that you're, you're right there, and it's really obvious what the difference is in the game here today. You know, uh, you know I think it, you look at, a lot of elements of our game and how close the game was at five on five. Um, you know, you're, you got you got belief that you can you can turn that, and and then you know that it's going to be tough, and it's you know there's not a lot separating the teams, like I said. So you, you've got to be sharp, you got to be disciplined, you got to be committed, shift to shift, and you know we've we've got a, a really good taste here now through two hockey games of what we're in for in terms of the series. But it's uh, you know you know you know it's going to be tough. We'll go out on the road and get a win. You know, coming into the series, you're facing Victor Hedman. Tonight, one of those examples when you're left to take over, he's a play. Yeah, I mean, they have world-class players. I mean, it's, it's you know, that, that they have a great, great team, great structure. Um, they're well-coached. They have great goaltending. You know, they've they have well, they got world-class players at all positions, whether it's Hedman on the back end, whether it's Kucherov, you know, the way that he, uh, he manages the things on the power play um you're dealing with those elements but we've got good players too and i thought our good players were good here today um we're going to need them to continue to get better through the series thank you there is Leafs head coach Sheldon Key following the 5-3 loss in Game 2 series. Now knotted up at ones. Brent Gunning and Gord Stellick. We will continue to break things down for you here on Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet. 5-9 of the fan. Down a 5-3 loss to the Lightning in Game 2 of their first round series. Series now knotted up at ones. Now I think the big question heading out of this one, of course, is one, how do the Leafs bounce back? But two... Are there any lineup changes to come? We know Kyle Clifford is eligible to return. Jason Spezza still waiting to make his debut in this series. Gord, uh, I don't know what they do going forward. You know, maybe it's a case of, okay, Simmons, uh, you got the couple bad penalties tonight. Clifford's in for him. Maybe it's as simple as that. Uh, I know Spezza obviously would love to get in, and quite frankly, the way he's played for this team in playoffs past, I I think he's deserving of it. What do you think happens with the lineup for Game 3? I would find a a way to get Jason Spezza in. I don't feel anything else compelling uh, beyond that, I don't know who who comes out. Yeah. Uh, could be Simmons, um, but I, and and on D, I mean the D stands still. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 been solid. It's been solid. But I just think Spezza's uh, and it like Joe Thornton. There was more of an obligation, mm-hmm. and it really didn't help them. So I'd look at Spezza, and really, you know, Sheldon Keefe. He was pretty. Uh, he was pretty uh, vocal, uh, articulated a lot, but. Uh, 
took too many penalties and their power play killed. They, or they didn't kill the power play. Tampa Bay's power play killed it. I mean, it really was all really was that simple in many ways. Yeah, it is so funny, right? We spend so much time heading into this series of, oh, what are going to be the X factors? And we all say special teams, penalty kill and power play. And that's exactly uh, what, what happened tonight here. Uh, Sammy McKee, I don't know if you want no, in on this. It's true. It's just funny because you're bang on about that. And just to note on the potential fourth line or whatever the mm -hmm. drawn in, drawn out, um, I think we see Kyle Clifford back in the lineup on, on uh, I guess that would be Friday. There you uh, go. Correct? That would be the day of the week the game is on. Uh, I think we see Kyle Clifford in. Keith, in his last two press conferences before today, praised him and said our fourth line has been the best that it's been over the last couple months with him in the lineup. He likes the physical element. You know, he went over the line on, on uh, Monday night, and we know what he did, but I, I would really – be shocked to see Kyle Clifford not in the lineup uh, come Friday night. Tell me if you've heard this before on a Leafs playoff post-game show. Mm. 43 won't do it again. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. <laughs> 43 won't do, do it again. He never, <laughs> ever would. Uh, that's the question going forward. I, I would like to see Clifford in as well. And, Gord, I'm with you. I'd love to see Spets in. The one thing I will say is just – who do you take out to, to make room for him? You know, and I, I, it's just one of the great questions. It's a good problem to have, but I think Colin Blackwell's played really well for, yeah, for all you've expected. Well and that's the thing, you know, uh, what do you do? It's a great problem to have, uh, unless your name's Jason Spets and you're still waiting to get into this series here. Brent Gunning and Gord Stellick, we got a couple more thoughts left here. We are breaking down a 5-3 Leafs loss for you on Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick here breaking down a 5-3 Leafs loss at home at Scotiabank Arena. Leafs and Lightning now knotted up at ones. Now, this was a great point just made by our producer, Sam McKee. Oh, I'm full of them. You were, well, I, you know, I like to give you credit because maybe <laughs> you'll keep churning out good points and then I won't have to think of uh, as many. But, you know, the Leafs obviously now, they head to Tampa for game three and going on the road is never fun. Going on the road in the playoffs is never fun. But I don't know how much this matters to the team in and of itself. But to the fan base, Gord Stellick, I'll throw this to you. How nice is it not to be going to Boston for game three right now? I know this Bruins team seems gettable. They're down 2 nothing <laughs> to the Hurricanes. But if you want to talk about a place where there have been ghosts and there are demons and all of that, it is very nice not to be going to Boston for game three. Well, I, I guess, but, you know, I, I was really hoping, and we're just talking about it off here, but last Friday when the Leafs didn't dress all those guys, I thought Boston thought, hey, we got a chance to play the Leafs yeah. if the uh, – if the Islanders beat Tampa Bay, which they were leading but didn't do. So right. uh, I, I agree with you. It's Fans are traumatized by <laughs> Boston. The, the but uh, I think I think Tampa Bay is a more traumatic place right now. Uh, what if to make it traumatic, but more difficult place. But, yeah, you're right. You're right. And the Boston down, down two games in O to the Carolina Hurricanes. No Leaf fans shedding any tears. But tough flow that Vasilevsky now 15 straight times in the playoffs and the Lightning have come back with a win after a loss. So you almost have to go one three five seven. Yeah, that's you know right. if you're if you're uh, going to try to win the series in that particular manner, because they they have not given up two in a row the last two years. So Gordo, you always seem to know things like this. Do you think they'll be limiting the the sell of tickets to Leaf fans and figuring out how to keep as many Leaf fans out of the building in Amelie? Because great question. you know they always it's a well, I've, they I've, have, been, I've been to a game there and it was sixty percent Leaf fans. Well, it was a regular the, season. I remember game. in the past it was they were playing a team that I, I can't remember who it was, but. Uh, Unlike the Leafs, they did not have the exact same colors of jersey. Oh, yes. And they, I think it was a team, I think it might have been the Hurricanes or somebody yeah. along those lines, where, or must actually, now that I think about it, it's probably the Panthers series. Mm. They said, you're not wearing red in the lower bowl. You're wearing red, you're not sitting in here. And the good news is, I guess, they can't do that with the Leafs because they just copied the Leafs jersey. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Gord, what, what do you think? Uh, Tampa Bay's got a great, great fan base. They do. But, I, but 
Ottawa did that once. It's kind of sucky, right? About yeah, Leafs, very sucky. Leafs go into Ottawa. <laughs> Let us take over your barn. I, but I know a lot of people think of that. It's a it's a great uh, weekend to go down there yeah. and uh, should be. Hey, Leaf Nation, Leaf Nation travels really well. Travels as well as any nation in the National Hockey League. Just starting. That was that momentum starting before yeah. COVID for a couple of years. Yeah. So I, like I said, I've been to a, a game there. And they are passionate. They they love the hockey, but they seemed very invaded by Leaf fans. The last time I went there, didn't seem to like it a whole lot. So I would be interested to see how many Leaf fans will actually be there for the game. Still be a pretty penny to get in there, but I'll, uh, I think I just will say that it seems, I don't know, anecdotally, that the Leafs don't have as much problems with that building as they do other ones. So it's it's not as intimidating as other buildings in the, in the league, but if the Lightning look pretty good tonight, if they look like that again, it could be intimidating. I'm happy you said that because before that, I was going to say those are famous last words. Oh, talking about yeah. how, uh, how little trouble there. Uh, one last point I want to sneak in. We were just talking about this as well. Tampa's guys have looked scary. Kucherov was amazing. Hedman was everything you think of when you think of Hedman. But there's one guy who still seems like, you know, we talked about Tavares. You want a little more from him. It feels like the Steven Stamkos is still lurking, uh, game is still lurking out there. He feels like the one guy who hasn't really kind of shot off uh, from those Tampa stars. We know how it is with guys who are from this area torturing this team. So uh, beware of Steven Stamkos. It feels like that's the guy who's yet to really pop off for, for Tampa in this series. And hottest score in the NHL the last, what, five or six games yep. getting a streak with That's three right. or three at least three points per game yeah Braden points kind of been their Mitch Marner mm -hmm. equivalent yeah they're they, they've really matched up well so yes someone else get that Corey Perry type goal for the Leafs at the right time in game number three here we go so who knows maybe it's Jason Spezza if he's able to draw back in Leafs and Lightning knotted up at ones after two games here at Scotiabank Arena Brent Gunning and Gord Stellick will be back with a post game pod on Friday thanks so much for listening to Leafs Nation post game right here on Sportsnet 590 the fan